The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Because uh, for our Monday expert, we have Dr. Isil Sheen, Clinical Director at Allergy Ireland, who will answer all your allergy-related questions. Isil, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Now, a lot of people who end up with stuffy noses and all that will claim they have an allergy to something. That's not true. Well, not necessarily. About a quarter of the population um, have inhalant allergies. Um, So that might be perennial or seasonal. So it could be dust mite animal dander, something like that that's all year round and they're getting these um, nasal congestion sort of symptoms um, or it might just be sort of tree and pollen season the spring and summertime. And is that an allergy? Yeah. Classic, by definition, an allergy. Exactly. That's an allergy to whether it be tree pollen, grass pollen, house dust mite, it's an allergy. Yes. Now, some people claim they're allergic to certain foods. Is that possible? Um, so... I mean, definitely there are food allergies and um, we've probably got about in children, maybe four to five percent of Irish children have a food allergy. It may actually be as high as 10 percent and about two percent of um, adults in Ireland have a food allergy. There can be a little bit of um, a mix up often between an allergy and an intolerance. Um, and I now suppose, what's the difference? Yeah. So an allergy is where your immune system misinterprets a harmless substance such as a peanut um, as harmful. And it mounts an immune response and you get an allergic reaction and that can be very severe and it can result in a life-threatening mm. anaphylaxis. Which obviously you've got to have an EpiPen or something or get treatment it, immediately or the consequences can be dire. Absolutely. Uh, we're all familiar with nut allergies Sometimes on the plane, you're asked not mm-hmm. to consume nuts on the plane mm-hmm. because someone on board has a, a nut allergy. Are there other foods that create the same kind of uh, extreme reaction uh, like anaphylaxis? Yeah. So the most common would be, um, I suppose, when you think about what babies are um, first exposed to would be milk. So cow's milk, eggs. And after that, peanut the tree nuts, so like hazelnut, walnut, etc. Um, shellfish, fish. But there, I mean, other foods can potentially cause the exact same reaction. So even though we talk about a peanut re- allergy being very serious, I mean, the other foods are, are if you have an allergy, yeah. it's the exact same situation. Now, now, how do people find out that their child has an allergy? Is it the, the first thing is that they have an anaphylaxis reaction and... You know, how quickly can you get help? Yeah, so fortunately, a lot of times the initial reaction isn't um, isn't as strong as anaphylaxis, so isn't as severe. Um, and so you might say when you expose your child first to peanut butter or to scrambled eggs at home, they may well get some hives or urticaria around the mouth. Um, and that will be your first indication of a problem. And then you, I mean, absolutely don't give that food again and make sure that you go and see your GP or your allergy doctor and get the child tested so you have a proper plan in place. One of the things um, that Mairead was talking during the commercial break there about uh, at Halloween, we always used to get nuts when you knocked on the door. Now people wouldn't dare give nuts to a child lest they have uh, an anaphylactic reaction. Yeah. Why does it appear that nut allergies are much more prevalent than they used to be. What's happening? Yeah, so it's it's not specifically nut allergies. It's, it's really all food allergies and all inhalant allergies are on the rise. Unfortunately, we don't have a definitive answer for it. So in the 80s, there was the hygiene hypothesis was proposed. So you sort of felt that this sterile Western lifestyle mm-hmm. we were living was maybe the cause. But now we're thinking it's more so the an altered microbiome. So all the 
bacteria that live within within us and, and on the outside of our skin, that if that's slightly altered by maybe overuse of antibiotics or the type of delivery you had, maybe was it a C-section or were you breastfed or bottle fed and also vitamin D deficiency seems to play a role. But we, we don't have a definite answer for why it's actually on the rise. Yeah, it's kind of worrying that we don't understand why it's on the rise, but certainly yeah. it, it is on the rise. Now, some of the questions coming in. My husband mm-hmm. is allergic to dust, so he's been advised to use anti-allergy bedding. Are they all good or is there any particular type I should get? Yeah, so, I mean, if a pillow or a duvet says that it's hypoallergenic or anti-allergy, I would trust it. I, I don't think you need to go out and spend a huge amount of money on something. As long as it says it's anti-allergy, it's synthetic and it should it should do the job. And that's the key, synthetic rather than cotton yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And obviously avoiding um, feathers or down. Uh, next one, uh, my three-year-old broke out in hives on her lower back over the weekend. No itching or discomfort. We haven't introduced anything different to her diet, but could this be the start of a food allergy? She has no known allergies, but was diagnosed with asthma last year. Yeah, so it's probably less likely to be a food allergy because by three you've been introduced to most foods. Um, it could easily be a viral infection. So if she is also suffering from viral symptoms, I'd suspect that might be it. Um but she does have a history of asthma, so she may well, about 90% of asthmatics also have an inhalant allergy. She may well have the likes of a house dust mite allergy. I would suggest if it continues or it recurs, go get, mm. go get it checked. But if she's not complaining about the itching and scratching, just yeah. watching brief, keep an eye on it. Yeah, and, and actually I should say after Halloween, if she's had a lot of sweets that she wouldn't normally have, a lot of additives in your diet, uh, like colourings in foods, preservatives, that can also um, and, and that hopefully bring will on wash our out fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No more sweets. <laughs> um, horrendous allergy ever since I hit 50. I'm a female, now 56. Totally unlike my previous since childhood, classic June hay fever. Yeah, so funny enough, hormones do seem to make a difference and can alter our immune system for the better or worse. In this case, it looks as though probably that perimenopausal period Mm. might have worsened her her allergies. They say it always ends up in my eyes. It starts in early March Mm. with unceasing streaming eyes, particularly Mm. bad last year. I take 180 milligrams of Telfast. Any use trying to actually find out what might be triggering it? Yeah, if it's starting in early March, it is most likely tree pollen allergy. Yeah. Um, and it depends if that, that may well go through into the summer, grass pollen allergy as well. Absolutely, she should get tested because there's a lot more that can be done. Um, you know, just an antihistamine alone is just first line. So she okay. should get checked out. Um, from Deirdre, why are there no definitive allergy tests for children in Ireland? My adult son suffered extensive eczema with much discomfort despite trying everything possible. His baby daughter now going the same through the same 30 years later, same old advice regarding dust-free environment, creams, etc. being dished out. Surely testing has advanced in 30 years to properly advise regarding the care plan targeted to the individual. Mm. So, we do have definitive allergy tests for children in Ireland. Um, we have skin prick testing and we have um, blood testing um, if there's a lot of eczema. Not all children with eczema will have an inhalant allergy, but some will. She may, th- this, um, I think it's her grandchild now, may not have maybe seen that the right person maybe needs to see someone else because if there is a very strong allergy to, for example, dust mite, there are other treatments like desensitisation to dust mite that might actually make a big difference um, for this child. 
I definitely would suggest that that this child actually does make sure to get tested because these tests are, are um, definitive. Another one, I'm a 46-year-old female. Allergies seem to have heightened as I've got older. I can tolerate no caffeine now. Makes me very ill. But alcohol, wine in particular, has a terrible effect on me, scratching my face uh, like a heavy cold and feel smothered. I cut out the wine, but now I had a few glasses of cider, which affected me very badly. Uh, cider had not affected me before. What to do? And please don't say don't drink wine or cider. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst scenario here. Um, so it's probably um, like maybe sulfites in wine or maybe additives, preservatives. It's the same idea actually as that three-year-old where there there may well be just this heightened reaction. I would imagine maybe it's the beginning of a, a little bit of a change in hormones that might be making all of this a bit worse. But usually there is an underlying allergy process going on. So it may well be that she actually suffers from chronic allergic rhinitis, for example. Getting that under control will allow her to be able to tolerate amounts of maybe wine. Um, the, the the question of teenagers who have grown up with food allergies about nuts mm. and so on, and then mm. suddenly they're going to the teenage parties and they might be going to the Debs and the control that parents used to have at the party where they'd give them their own food to bring with them and so on and so forth. And then just take this scenario, uh, a young teenage boy or a teenage girl kisses their enamorata and that person has been eating nuts. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're likely to go into anaphylaxis or are they? Uh, yeah, potentially. So if someone's eaten nuts, it's in your saliva for probably about an hour afterwards, even if you brush your teeth. That's so scary. It is very, very frightening. I'm trying frightening. to tell a kid who's maybe starting to drink alcohol yeah. and so on. Yeah, that trend- transitional sort of period from childhood into adulthood is incredibly scary for the parents. But it's also in, like it's a huge responsibility for a teenager who absolutely does not want to stand out, be different. Yeah. Um, should, should that teenager uh, teach their friends about the EpiPen if they carry one? You know. Yeah. So they find the bag in the party and find that EpiPen if there is anaphylactic shock. Yeah, having a good support system is what it's all about. So if you have a good group of close friends, it makes a big, big difference. So having adrenaline pens, so EpiPen or, or Jack's pen are the most common now. Um, having those, making sure your friends are aware of it. Have your phone with you always. Know to ask for help if you feel unwell. Um, and I suppose it's, you know, it's education really. It's making sure that those teenagers just aren't embarrassed to say no hmm. to certain medication or certain foods and, and that, you know. My daughter is allergic to cats. She really suffers when she goes to friends' houses where there are cats. Is there anything I can do beside antihistamines? Should she take one every day or just when she goes? She's 10. That's Maria. Yeah, I, I mean, if she's... It depends how often she's going to houses with cats. But, I mean, I wouldn't suggest a daily medication, um, you know, if she's only going to her friend's house with a cat every so often. What you could do is, you know, the morning before you go, take an antihistamine, have an antihistamine with, with her as well. Now, uh, I've read about these... Um, uh, courses where you try to desensitize people to nut allergy do they work yeah so um that's still um i suppose it's being used on a trial basis in ireland um at the moment still but it is being used um worldwide um it's not to desensitize someone unfortunately to actually having a nut allergy really the idea of it is to reduce your risk of anaphylaxis should you be exposed so you'll still have a reaction but not an anaphylactic reaction the, yeah so, I mean, it's to try and re- you still may have even a severe reaction, but it's trying to get rid of the risk of fatality. Um, 
I've suffered with allergies from birth. Uh, they're a curse. I'm allergic to egg, dairy, mould, dust, pollen, animal hair. My allergies seem to have been worse this year and in 2020. I'm wondering if there's any particular reason. It's so debilitating and antihistamines do not work unless I use the drowsy ones and sleep it off. I get incredibly swollen eyes, itchy skin and rhinitis. I recently used a biokinesiologist who greatly helped me to get it under control. Biokinesiology. I don't know about the evidence to back up biokinesiology, but from the perspective of medications, look, there's definitely more medications. If you're at the point where you're relying solely on drowsy antihistamines, there are definitely a lot more medications that can be used. Absolutely need to get need to get looked at from the point of view of why symptoms are worse this year and maybe a couple of years ago. Um, it depends on the, the weather. And I suppose, you know, where we have very mild, moist, humid winters, um, we find that come springtime, our pollen release is much, much higher. Mold levels are a lot higher as well. So climate so change is actually having with, an impact. But it is to yeah. do with the particular weather in that particular it, it year. It usually is. Anything. It usually is. Yeah. My nine month old had a severe reaction, not quite anaphylactic to eggs at seven months. Can mm-hmm. I use eggs in cooking as a lot of recipes call for the addition of an egg? So... For I, I'm wondering, is that for the child? So I suppose if the child has had a severe react or a reaction to egg, the child has an allergy to egg. So Even if it's well cooked in, do you know what I mean? Like scrambled egg, you can see the egg. Yes, but if it's an egg dropped into a, a pastry mixture or whatever, yeah, still so, the same. So what what we would say is number one, the child needs to be certain that it's an egg allergy, so they need to be tested. Fortunately, when it comes to egg, we do have what's called an egg ladder, but this needs, it's a very, very slow step-by-step process where you start with the most well-done egg and gradually build up to less done or less cooked egg. Um, I wouldn't, I, I would make sure that you're actually doing this in combination with a health specialist so that at least you you know you're not taking any risks um, yeah. with the child. My son has had itchy hives for three months. GP prescribed two lots of steroids, one antibiotic, blood tests, and he still has hives. Can you recommend where to get allergy tests done on the north side of Dublin to help to get to the bottom of these hives? That's from Kira. Yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, they're, funny enough, like Earth Kerry is, is very stressful. Um, to be itchy all the time is ab- absolutely miserable. Um, he's obviously had some testing done. He should absolutely get some allergy testing from the point of view of where to go. Unfortunately, we don't have a huge amount of private allergy clinics in Ireland. Um, so, and the public system, it is very difficult to get in. Um, so, I, mean, I don't want to promote myself, but Allergy Ireland, we would generally okay. take patients from the north side as well, you know. A final one uh, from Kevin. Could it be that kids aren't outside to expose themselves anymore, that allergies on the rise because back in the day you had to drag them in? Yeah. I mean, I, it, that's sort of going back to that hygiene hypothesis idea. Unfortunately, the evidence doesn't really fully back it up, but it sort of makes sense when you think yeah. about it, you know. That's how we've changed. We're a bit too sterile, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Isol Sheehan, Clinical Director at Allergy Ireland. Thank you very much for joining us. And that's all we have time for today. Our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app or by GoLoud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m on News Talk.